Episode number 153 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get unstuck, get clear, and live your life deliberately. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're signing up to listen to, I'm the creator of the Unstuck Method and the Clear Way, two groundbreaking self-help tools that promote your emotional health and well-being. I'm the author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and I'm currently writing my second book, Getting Clear. I teach all about these tools in my workshops, retreats, and coaching programs. I'm married to a wonderful husband named Boaz. I'm the mother of four children. I'm an avid yogini, and I'm passionate about composing music. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. If you are listening to this episode in real time, you will know that the world is in the middle of this corona pandemic. And with all of the fear and the unknowns of what will be, there are a lot of emotions that many of us are feeling. Emotions that perhaps we don't usually feel, at least not on a regular or sustained basis. The truth is, many people are feeling stuck. They're feeling stuck on fear, anxiety, anger, overwhelm, blame, frustration, worry, guilt, resentment, and so many other emotions. And as you know, staying stuck on difficult emotions does not help you. It doesn't help you physically, it doesn't help you emotionally, it doesn't help you spiritually. And yet, many people are still choosing to stay stuck. And I use the word choose because I really do believe it's a choice. While getting stuck may be inevitable, staying stuck, in my humble opinion, is a choice. Yes, there are circumstances happening outside of us. Yes, there is a contagious virus spreading throughout the world. Yes, people are getting sick and people are dying. And I don't mean at all to sound callous. I'm simply presenting the facts. All of what I just said is true. Everyone would agree upon what I just said. But you have the opportunity to choose how you want to respond to what is happening. Most people don't realize they have a choice. They believe that because there is a pandemic, they need to panic or because the virus is spreading, they need to worry, or because people are dying, they need to be anxious. The truth of the matter is, none of that is necessarily true. Yes, I do believe we should all be as responsible as possible, and we should be staying up to date with the latest precautions and enforcements, and of course we should be abiding by them, but I don't believe we need to be stuck on any difficult emotion. I really don't. I don't think staying stuck on difficult emotions helps or serves you in any way. In fact, I think staying stuck on difficult emotions only hurts you. Let's take a moment and remember why it is we get stuck on difficult emotions. In episode 146, I spoke about the lower brain. This is our primitive brain that is absolutely necessary for our survival. It exists to protect us. 
When we are in danger, it is our primitive brain that lights up and does what it needs to do in order to keep us safe. It will avoid pain at any measure. So, for example, if you're running in a forest and a tiger comes running after you, your lower brain will say, run! And you will run as fast as you can to escape that tiger. Your lower brain is going to continuously signal to you, tiger, tiger, tiger. It's not enough for the lower brain to signal it once, right? It's going to remind you what it believes is true, which in this case is true. There's a tiger. Until you're out of danger. Thank God for the lower brain, because if we didn't have a lower brain, we would not survive. It's as simple as that. But at the same time, the lower brain oftentimes innocently works against you, because most of the time, we don't have tigers chasing us, right? We have other things in our lives that represent tigers, but they're not tigers. They are work, or deadlines, or bosses, or difficult people, or spouses, or war. But for now, because we're in the middle of the corona pandemic, let's take a look at what's happening to you right now in this time. Let's say I open the newspaper, or I turn on the news, and just to find out what's the latest updates regarding the coronavirus. And I hear about the spike in the number of people who are sick or dying, and my lower brain immediately goes into survival mode for all the people that are going to die from this virus. That's a belief, right, that arises in my mind, that so many more people are going to be sick and dying from this, including people that I know and love. So two seconds before I was looking at the news, I was feeling okay. Then I open the news and I'm stuck on anxiety, and my heart rate goes up, and my blood pressure goes up, and my digestive system turns off, and I'm in survival mode, and my lower brain keeps firing the message that the world isn't safe. It keeps reaffirming what it believes is right, and it just continues to loop like that on automatic. When the lower brain is stuck like this, it's doing one of three things with the emotion that you are experiencing. It's either one, resisting the emotion, two, reacting automatically to it, or three, numbing it. I want to take a look at all three because understanding what you do with your emotions is really key to understanding the power that you have to manage your mind and maintain your emotional health and well-being. So let's look at the first one, resisting. Remember, the lower brain wants to avoid feeling pain. Feeling pain is the last thing it wants to feel. It doesn't want to feel any sort of discomfort, and it's going to do what it needs to do in order to resist feeling it. So in this way, it's kind of like repressing an emotion. It's like trying not to feel it. The problem is the emotion is never going to go away if you resist it, because as one of my teachers says, what you resist persists. And a commonly used example is like trying to push a beach ball down if you're standing in a pool of water. And you can try to push it down as hard as you want, but eventually it's going to pop up right back in your face. And that's the same thing that happens with resisting emotions. You can't run from an emotion. Or you can, you can try to, but it's going to come right back at you. 
The second thing that people do with emotions is that we simply automatically react to them, right? An angry person may lash out at another person, or a worried person may call their best friend incessantly and share their worry with them. And an anxious person may watch the news all day, spiraling in thoughts of anxiety and worry. Suffice it to say, reacting automatically on an emotion, it doesn't help you either because what you are doing, in essence, is strengthening the lower brain's belief that you need to worry or that you need to be angry or that you need to be anxious. Your lower brain is going to do what it can to reinforce the belief that it's right because the lower brain wants to be right because the lower brain has a need to be right. So it's going to say, keep worrying or keep being angry. You know, you're doing a great job. You are right. You have every right to react the way you're reacting. But while the lower brain may be saying that, it's not necessarily helping you in the least. The last thing that people do with their emotions, and this is what I want to focus on today, is that we numb our emotions. Remember, our lower brain not only wants to avoid pain, it wants to seek pleasure. It's looking for instant gratification. So if there's a way to soothe the lower brain, it's going to grab it at any opportunity because it doesn't want to feel any discomfort. The lower brain can't stand feeling uncomfortable. It just can't. So if you're feeling an uncomfortable emotion, the lower brain is going to almost freak out and it's going to hunt for ways to feel better. This is something we all do. None of us are immune to this behavior. We all do this, okay? My goal for the end of this episode is that you will recognize at least one way that you numb yourself. I really believe there's no better time than now to really come face to face and recognize what it is that you do as an individual to avoid feeling difficult emotions. I'll tell you up front what I do. I eat. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And it doesn't even take the coronavirus for me to do that. Everyday stress will get me into the kitchen. My lower brain doesn't want to feel stress. And so it's learned that it can numb itself by eating. And by the way, it doesn't even necessarily need to be chocolate for me. You know, it could be almonds or cranberries that I just grab and I eat mindlessly so that I don't have to feel the stress. But you add Corona on top of that and you add, you know, my kids are now home 24-7 and just all of the unknowns of what's happening in the world right now. Like, eating soothes me. And it has taken me many years to realize that I even had that tendency, but I learned it. And awareness, as you know, is the first step towards emotional and physical health and well-being. But I really want you to figure out for yourself, what is it that you do? And it may be more than one thing, so really allow yourself to explore this. The most important thing to acknowledge is that numbing yourself is not helping you. In fact, it's probably very much hurting you and over time can really be a detriment to your health. So what is it that you do? Do you reach for a drink? 
a cigarette? Do you go back to bed? Do you spend hours on Facebook or another social media platform? Do you shop online or gamble? Do you do drugs? Do you eat like me? What is it that you do to numb yourself? Remember, we all do this. There is not a person in the world that doesn't do this. We may numb ourselves differently or in different amounts, but we all do this. My friends, this episode may be one of the most important episodes I will ever share with you regarding the key to improving your emotional health and well-being. Okay, so let's look at how numbing doesn't work. We'll take eating for an example just because I'm familiar with it. When I numb myself by eating, I end up eating, let's say, when I'm not hungry. And that leads to overeating and feeling bloated. And that leads to weight gain. And weight gain leads to me looking in the mirror and not feeling good about myself. And that leads me to want to figure out a way to get rid of the weight or go on a diet. And that leads to it not working. And the fact that I can't lose the weight leads to more stress. And the stress leads me back to eating again. So I just came full circle. Can you see that? You can plug in any behavior that you have and you'll see that numbing yourself, you're not getting anywhere. You're certainly not getting yourself unstuck, that's for sure. In fact, if anything, you're getting yourself deeper and deeper stuck in the emotion that you're trying to numb. My friends, do you want to know what's the key to emotional health and well-being? It's so simple, it's so basic, and yet most people in the world have never learned it. In fact, it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that I learned it. You want to know what it is? This key to emotional health and well-being, if you practice it in the moments of having these urges that you want to numb yourself, it can literally transform your life. And I'm not exaggerating. I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in the life of my clients. You ready to hear what it is? The key to emotional health and well-being is to permit yourself to feel your emotions. It's literally as simple and as elementary as that. Give yourself permission to feel your emotions. Don't resist them. Don't automatically react to them. Don't numb them but let yourself feel them. Did you guess that I was going to say that? It's the truth. And my guess is you've probably never learned it. Or maybe if you were lucky, your kindergarten teacher taught you how to, you know, feel your feelings. But after that, no one probably reinforced it in your life. And so you probably forgot about it. Let's take a look at what this might look like. And again, I'm using the example of eating because that's my tendency and I'm familiar with it. But as I speak, please plug in your own experience. So when I'm aware that I'm feeling anxious or stressed and I notice my tendency to walk into the kitchen to grab food, when I'm living deliberately, I stop and I notice what I'm feeling and then I allow myself to feel whatever emotion I'm feeling. So what does that look like for me? It might mean I walk in the other direction and I go to the living room and I lay down on my back for one, two, five minutes and I just breathe and I allow myself to feel the stress in my body. 
I allow myself to notice where I feel it and what it feels like. I notice if it's a burning feeling, a tingling feeling, if it's hot, if it's cold, if it has a color. I literally explore my body, which is housing the emotion, as if I've never felt it before. I allow myself to be curious and I try to track it. Do I feel it in my right shoulder? Then I notice it and I just stay with the emotion until it dissipates. Because what I've come to realize is that the more attention I give an emotion, the less strong it becomes. It gets weaker over time. It's really fascinating and I really encourage you to try this. Just last night, my husband did something to annoy me. We were on a Zoom call together. It was a community call and there were a ton of people on it. And at one point, he laughed spontaneously And I turned to him and I smiled and I asked, you know, what are you laughing about? Because I wanted to laugh with him. And he just like nodded his head no. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what did I just miss? Like something was funny. So I said, what what was so funny? And he responded, nothing. So, okay, maybe this is like a really ridiculously um, not important example. But in that moment, it really bothered me. right? Like I'm sitting next to my spouse. He's laughing. It's not something he does like on a regular basis. I wanted to join in with him and he didn't answer me. And it didn't help, by the way, when one of my kids overheard this conversation between the two of us. And my kid said, why do you need to know everything? Right? Like that didn't help. So it kind of set me like through the roof. I really felt stuck. But Instead of resisting feeling hurt and instead of reacting automatically to feeling hurt or numbing myself, I took a stop by leaving the scene. I went up to my bedroom. I laid down on my bed for about three minutes to literally allow myself to feel the vibrations of hurt run through my body. And after I got myself unstuck and I got myself clear, I went back downstairs and had a lovely rest of the evening. The key to the success of that night was that, A, I was aware that I got stuck, but also that I allowed myself to feel hurt. I gave myself permission. I allowed myself to feel a feeling. This, by the way, my friends, is the T-step in the unstuck method. The T-step is tell. And this is not just about accessing your emotions, saying, you know, I'm stuck on hurt or I'm stuck on anxiety or I'm stuck on fear, but it's actually allowing yourself to feel the feeling. And if you've never done this before, I want you to know there's really nothing scary about feeling an emotion because it may sound scary to you. One of my teachers always says the worst thing that can happen is you feel a feeling and it's true. An emotion is just a vibration in your body that you can notice, that you can be with, and you can watch it pass. So my dear friends, where and how do you numb yourself? And which emotions are you numbing? Again, you most likely do this unconsciously and by habit. You probably do it every day, multiple times a day, so you're not even aware of it. But the next time you feel a difficult emotion... Or maybe the next time you watch the news, notice what it is that you do with your emotions. 
Do you go back to bed? Do you order food out? Do you get a drink of alcohol? Do you go to the kitchen? These things, my friends, they are not helping you. They're not getting you anywhere. What they are doing is making your lower brain super happy because your lower brain doesn't want to feel discomfort. But numbing yourself is not advancing you anywhere. It's keeping you stuck. It's holding you back. And I don't want to see you stuck during this pandemic. Yes, you may have thoughts that are creating difficult emotions, but it doesn't mean you need to resist them. It doesn't mean you need to react automatically to them. And it doesn't mean you need to numb them. You can choose otherwise. You can choose to feel your emotions. You can choose to allow yourself to just be with your emotions. Because once you allow the difficult emotion to subside, you will be able to recognize what caused the emotion to be there in the first place, which is a thought, and then what other thought you may want to choose that will make you feel better. Remember, you get to choose what you think and hence how you feel. Always. You get to be in the driver's seat of your thoughts and your emotions always, whether the corona pandemic exists or not. No matter what is happening outside of you, you always have that power. My friends, there's no better time than the present to start learning these lessons and practicing them. This is the time to start learning how to manage your mind because if you don't, I can guarantee you, your mind will manage you. I am 100% confident about that because you have a lower brain and that's what the lower brain does. That's its role. It manages you unless you use your upper brain to manage yourself. You always get to choose even though you may believe otherwise. My friends, I know so many people right now are suffering emotionally. You may be feeling isolated or lonely or scared or anxious or guilty or angry or any other strong emotion. Please know I am here for you. In addition to hosting the Living Deliberately Facebook group, it is my honor and my privilege to support people with my coaching. If you would like to hear more about my one-on-one coaching services, please email me. In addition to working with people one-on-one, I run a group called The Journey, and my current journey is almost full to capacity. I am interested at this time to open a second group specifically for the time that we are in together right now during this corona pandemic. This is an online group where we meet weekly and I support you with my tools and my practices with getting unstuck and getting clear. If you are interested or if you know someone who may be interested, please email me for more information. Let me know soon because I'm planning to start this group as soon as possible. My friends, I love you. And the best gift you can give me today is by recognizing how it is that you numb yourself in your life. And instead of taking that same pattern, doing something differently today. Take three minutes to allow yourself to feel your feelings the next time you feel stuck. Maybe that'll look like crying. 
maybe that'll look like something else. But just take a few minutes today and do this for yourself and do this for the people in your life that you love. If you're feeling stuck right now regarding the coronavirus, get yourself unstuck. Give yourself three to five minutes and allow yourself to feel your feelings. Staying stuck is not helping you. You can do this. We all can do this. Wishing you calm for the rest of the week. And I look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. For more information on my workshops, programs, and retreats, please visit me on my website at shiragura.com. See you next week.